This is the rundown. This is the rundown. This is the rundown. If you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Yeah. Yeah. Turned up. What's going down, people, people? It's your hope and help me see you back live with the Rundown Sports. Did I say that? No longer the Rundown Sports. It's the Rundown South. I ain't even going to take to it. One, one take hold on. And uh, I'd like to thank y'all for joining. However you joining, hopefully came through from therundown.com. That's darundown.com. Got to know it. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and I promise I'm gonna get back to that YouTube. A lot of things been going on since the last time I did an episode. Uh, in this one right here, I have a uh, about 20 minutes with a day show from the Falcoholic on the back end, but got some other things I wanted to tackle before we got into that, and. No, we're going to bring it back to the home team. We're going to try to make this be the podcast right here. It's me and my partner, Easy's Life, a.k.a. Slim. What's happening, bro? We're do good, dog. How you feeling today, man? Chilling, man. I'm uh, knee-deep in the football. Like, it took me a while. You know, it took me about three weeks into the preseason to really feel like, okay, I'm ready for some football now. So I'm I'm ready to do it. Oh man, what? I told you, man, I don't get down with that fake football. Yeah, you know, you just you tripping. No, nah, man. Fake football. You say it was fake football? Yeah, bro. That that fake football. And then them dudes gonna be playing. It just looked good on TV, just to have you know football uniforms on the screen, and it sells. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. You know, it make money. I ain't mad at the NFL for hustling. You know, I, I get it, but I'm I'm just not gonna participate. You know, I'm straight on that. You know, I got a little downtime though. I'm gonna catch that Saints game on 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 Saturday around four o'clock. But uh, so. We just got done talking about a lot of different things. Uh, I guess we could start right at the top. Uh, or do you want to go with the home team part of it? Because you brought some news to my attention, which is Alden Smith. Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know what the hell you happened, bro. Okay. It's like my shit hung up. I uh I know I had switched my uh audio around. Oh. But uh yeah, bro. So you put me on to the news that Alden Smith was being considered by the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know how true that is, but I don't believe that it would actually happen because as I explained previously, the curse of Michael Vick. No. The curse the curse of Michael Vick is haunting the Falcons because they will not sign anybody from questionable backgrounds. They pass on all them cats. And that's why they kind of been slick soft, you know, going back a few years. And I told you, ever since Arthur Blank, billionaire, owner of the Falcons, was pushing Michael Vick, with his broke leg in that wheelchair on the sidelines, they ain't been the same since. You know that. I don't think they're going to get anywhere near Alden Smith, but if whatever reason he did come, Dan Quinn will have broken the curse of Michael Vick. Because you still think Vick can come back. I mean, I feel like Vick should be able to come back and play First off, a, a, a well of a backup role that we need. Nah, bro. You see that we, cause we just went out and got Rex Grossman. You know why? Why? Because he already played in the offense. And that's his old coach. Coaching up. So what's that mean? That's why he can play backup? 
Well, yeah. Might be a perfect backup. But that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you get somebody who already knows the offense, so he could basically tutor Matt Ryan, and if Matt Ryan had to come out for whatever reason, you would have somebody who already knew the offense and wouldn't uh, just completely hamstring everything you could do. Who you talking about? Are you talking about Rex Grossman? I'm talking about Rex Grossman. Like that, I'm explaining that one. Why? Oh yeah, like Rex Grossman over Michael Vick, right there. But either way. Oh yeah, yeah, I understood. Yeah, I I know that. Okay, so yeah, go continue though. So you feel like Vick's still a viable backup, and he could be a backup anywhere, even Atlanta. You really feel like that? Yeah, even at even Atlanta, and I feel like you know, there's it's so, it's so many reasons why not, but why 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 can't he? Because man, you know what I'm saying like it just it can't happen again. You know, I, I mean, it's, but what's going to happen? I mean, we we, we solidified with, with Matt Ryan, I, so I mean, like it's nothing but a backup role. But we just talked about this, man. We about the same age. And most dudes in the NFL is our age now, you know, and they look up to Michael Vick. He was somebody who was on the cover of Madden when, you know, we were still coming up. So for that, that dude was, you know, what he did for Atlanta and you know the organization, everything, even just coming that down to the fact that having a black dude playing quarterback and really lighting the league on fire, like all of that combined, you know, he's a legend in that regard. And it's absolutely distracting to have somebody like that in the locker room, especially in a Falcons uniform. It would not work. And then on top of that, just with Arthur Blank alone, he does not want to go anywhere near anything controversial, like I just said. And that would definitely be controversial. That's Arthur Blank. <laughs> That's Arthur Blank, man. The, the, city, the city would love to see Michael Vick in a backup role in Atlanta, bro. Like, I mean, half I the city. I can't name like two people. I, bro, more than half the city. Only people that only people that's not. Yo, baby, say it. Gonna like Vic or, or oh, go, go ahead. Who, who who not gonna like Vic? Only people that's not. Or people are like the dog lovers or whatever you want to call them. People. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only ones, bro. I mean, besides I that, everybody's gonna want. Everybody wants Vic back. Everybody would want Vic back. The people with money up. don't want Vic back. I'm not saying the people buying them boxes in that twenty. What the people buying them luxury boxes in that 2017 stadium don't want Vic back. They don't want that. That is, that is. We don't. We don't even sell out. That shit don't matter. We don't even sell the stadium out. It'd be different to hold out every single week. If them box seats were sold out every single week, Vic probably gonna be gone by 2017. Retired. That is definitely a problem. And we don't sell and, and we don't sell out box tickets. We yeah, we might fill them up with fake crowd noise, but we don't <laughs> sell them. Bro, I, bro I, I, I can literally go on StubHub now and get tickets to any box for like $100. Like, they're not even selling like that. Okay, I mean... I, Damn the people with money. I give, I give you that. But you got to think about where we coming from and where Arthur Blank coming from with it. Like I said, bro, we look at Michael Vick different. We don't look at him like they look at him. You know, damn the people with the dogs who would be, you know, posting Instagram pictures, I mean, videos of they dog tearing up Matt Ryan jerseys if they find out Vick was coming back. Like, damn them. I'm just talking about the people who are moving the money, you know, not the fans, not the people that's, that we feel a certain way about Michael Vick because of how we looked at him at that time, or we see it different. Of course, we would love it because we love Michael Vick and what he was doing. But it's it's not it's not the same type of love, man. It's not. 
I guess you could say that, man. I mean, it it, it is, bro. Like, ain't no other way to look at. This. But if 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 everybody's so business savvy and whatever, they know that bringing Vic back to Atlanta is gonna make money. Like, you can sell no. a backup quarterback no. jersey again. No, you don't want people talking about your your backup quarterback. Why? When your no. when your your starting quarterback is a shit. No, but you just Why not? you just don't want that. You don't want none of that, bro. We're not we're not in New York. We're not in New York. Our media market is not that big. Of course, people are gonna talk about big. Matt Ryan's bro. play is gonna outshine that. That doesn't matter. It, bro. You you don't want anybody talking about it. And that that quote unquote distraction word and just all the the different dynamics that come with it man i'm telling you bro like when you trying to take a team in a certain direction and lead them in a certain direction you know that's why like the panthers got rid of steve smith you know they had to because he was too but too much of a presence in that locker room and it was time to turn it over you know, because he still had it for, you know, at least last year he did. And probably because he's going to be decent this year. Might not be exactly the same, but, you know, that dude does what he does. All right. As I was saying uh, before, I don't know what happened with Google Hangouts. But, yeah, the, you know, Steve Smith had to get out that locker room. So that's why I'm, I'm saying, like, Vic can't come back to the Falcons. It's, it's just not, it's too many layers to it. And I'm going to get to the last part of it, and I'm going to rip into these Pittsburgh Steelers fans in a minute. But that is definitely <laughs> part of it, is just the, all the dynamics and the things that it just brings up. And you just can't have that, man, when you're trying to win the championship. I guess you can say that. I mean, for real though. I mean, do you, do you, do you think that do you think there'll be like valid distractions, or do you think it'll just be the media? And do you think like after a couple of weeks of Vic saying I'm just focused on the team, focused on trying to get better, focused on trying to get Matt Ryan better, it'll die down, go down. You think it'll continue just like going and going and going? It could. But I I think it would just take different forms, and it would just it would def- distract like the focus of the fan base. I think in a sense because like I said, bro, we look at Michael Vick different. You know, so, the fan. So you really think like the fan like the first bad game or bad drive they're gonna be in the stadium time so we want Vic over Matt Ryan they might not want that but they they might want him in the game for whatever reason if he, I, I, can, I can understand that because me as a fan I would like alright we got Vic we gotta we gotta put a package together for the day you know what I'm saying we gotta throw a wildcat in there for Vic something, I, I you could don't see want that. something like it's just it's that it's too much to ask man it's just too much but I, 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 I do so I really see that as a problem. Because I would be like, man, why don't they just throw a wildcat in there and throw Vic in the game real quick, man? I want to see my guy run the ball. <laughs> now, the whole reason we was bringing Michael Vick up in the first place is because he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, everybody could put two and two together, see that Vic, Tomlin being from the same area, you know, he – it's something that happened in the NFL. Just like Grossman getting a job, you know, you got connections. People throw you a bone here and there. And that's essentially what happened to Mike Vick in Pittsburgh. Now, you've seen the reaction of the fan base. I mean, I, like I said, I get it on the, on the personnel side. They need a quarterback. But do you have anything to say before I really let these Pittsburgh Steelers fans have it? No, nah, man. Only thing I can say is Vic should have came to Atlanta. That's not gonna happen. And then that's it. Okay, man. That's a, that's all I gotta say. The nerve of these Pittsburgh Steelers fans 
And I'm really finna get off on uh, my read shit. You know, shout out to Kid Fury and Crystal. They, I know they in Atlanta right now. So I guess this will be my ode to y'all. The nerve of these Pittsburgh Steelers fans wanting to be disgusted by the fact that Michael Vick is on the team because of what he did with those dogs. Mind you, he's rehabilitated his image, been doing work with animal shelters and PETA and all this good stuff, like doing what you're supposed to do in that situation and not being able to forgive someone who didn't know better. Now, I think the part that's missed in the whole conversation when we talk about dog fighting is where would you fight dogs at? Like, who does things like that? That sounds like something that would occur in, you know, a less developed country. You know, something like chicken fighting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things that happens in an area where you just do stuff. And it just goes on with the culture. And people... Okay. Especially, we know it's mostly white people. It's got to be white people. We know who it is. They don't even understand that there's a underdeveloped country down the street from them. And because of what it is, they can't respect that part of it and just understand, bro, this dude just didn't know better. That's just what he knew growing up. And then you get out, you reach a new height, you see new things, and then you learn. It happens. But because of Michael Vick, and we know what's part color of his skin, because nobody was getting rid of their Pittsburgh Steeler gear when Ben Roethlisberger was getting accused. Nobody oh, was... Scores. <laughs> I mean, he's got a couple drunken arrests. Nobody is uh getting rid of their Pittsburgh Steeler gear when uh Heinz Ward, Mr. Steeler himself, got caught with a DUI in Georgia. Could have killed somebody, a person driving drunk. But no, nah, Mike Vick comes ten years after he didn't fought dogs, and now you got a problem with you having Pittsburgh Steeler gear. Get out of here. I don't want to hear none of that. I'm sick of it, and y'all need to get past it. But they know because of where we come from and what we know that they're just ignorant. They're just ignorant to all those facts, and I, I just can't help it. I don't know, man. I, let me chill for a second. Okay. Let me just. Check. I kind of feel like I feel everything you're saying, but on the flip side, I feel like you're contradicting yourself on why he couldn't be in Atlanta. If everybody needs to let the situation go, why couldn't he come back home? I just told you it's, it's the dynamics because of the fact that the billionaire was pushing him in the wheelchair. <laughs> You keep forgetting well, about saying, that. No, like, you keep forgetting about that. No, man. I'm saying if, if everybody, if everything could really be forgiven, though, man, I don't understand like why he can't he can't come back. Because, man, it's it's like that person. Well, that, we went through two summers of a Favre watch, bro. But that's Brett Favre, and that's the thing. You know, you forget One about of the overrated quarterbacks in the world. I mean, you forget about the 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 drug and alcohol habit and the dick pics, you know, when they talk about Brett Favre. But the thing is, like, he's still Brett Favre. He's like, he's the epitome of middle America, Wrangler jeans, uh, and they just see themselves and they don't care, right? It's, it's a totally different thing. And he didn't go to jail for anything on top of that. And there's just a, a negative stigma right there. You got to remember 
how it went down with Michael Vick when he was down here. You know what I'm saying? First, it was denial. It was the two middle fingers at the press. Really going hard. And then he got humbled. And they just couldn't go back. And remember, he was under the big contract on top of that. They had just gave him the money not that long ago. It was, it's just, it's, you can't go back. It's like one of them relationships where, you know, you just love too hard. And you just can't go back that way. I don't know that. It, 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 I mean, he could pretty much go anywhere else but Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might give him the olive branch when he retires and let him sign him one day. But other than that, man, I don't, I don't, he couldn't do it again here. It's just too much. He's too much of a legend and a myth to just come back like that. The love is just too hard. You can't go back there. So, that with Pittsburgh, is different. <clears throat> Pittsburgh don't know him. Pittsburgh just know about what Michael Vick did. And it's not the same as Atlanta. They don't have that built-in love for Vic, you know, inert. It's kind of a it's not it's kind of a mundane thing that he's even signed to the roster because he's not gonna play. But it's just the fact that it's still Michael Vick. You know, we still talking about it right now. And I'm you know, I'm just disgusted with, you know, the way they just react to stuff and uh he even got some of that in Philadelphia. <clears throat> And I, I don't even, I probably could go through these, you know, these Philadelphia uh, arrests too and find some stuff that's probably worth them, you know, throwing their jerseys or burning them or whatever they would have was doing at the time. But man, I'm, I'm all this like, you know, change and push, you know, these things that's going on socially. You know, unarmed black people just getting shot and whatnot. It, it's all connected. You know, because we look at every they, everything a little bit different. You know, it, it's not a coincidence. Serena don't make as much money as the uh, as Sharapova on in endorsements, even though she's the greatest tennis player probably ever. You know, it's. It's not a coincidence that, you know, Woody Allen is married to his adopted daughter. And don't nobody even say shit. You know, we just look at his movies like they're the fucking greatest. But meanwhile, he was, you know, sizing up his daughter while she was 13, taking baths and shit. You know. It's just the way, you know, America looks at certain things, man. And it, it really gets at me sometimes, bro. But, uh, That's the way it is. <laughs> it just is what it is, man. Well, man, let's, let's talk about something else, bro. Cause we even went about 20 minutes in on Michael Vick on all different levels. So you want to talk about what these bending bros been talking about or my problem with, <laughs> with like the way Russell Wilson is being slept on. I mean, you got Serena. He's being slept on. I mean, everybody talking this trash about how he's not really that good. I don't know if you've well, been. I told you that since day one. You've been saying that? I've been saying the same thing. I've been saying that Russell Wilson has a lot of. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it because, well, basically, bro, it's, it's, Mar Lynch, it's Marshawn Lynch's team. Like, I've told you plenty of times, I've seen. The end of the, the ending of a game of Russell Wilson could be like five for fifteen and hundred and ten yards. You know what I'm saying? And but people don't say nothing about it because he's continuing to win and he doesn't look like Tim Tebow out there. Now don't get me wrong, he does have it. You know what I'm saying? He does have that it factor to win. And this year, I think, I think with them planning on passing the ball a little more this year, you might you might see, you might you might see if he really does have it. But to me, he hasn't shown where he just that that guy like they haven't given him the game to be that guy it's been marshall lynch's marshall lynch's team and one time he did put the ball in in russell Wilson's hand for the game he threw a pick 
and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say nothing about the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna say exactly his fault, but the one time when you really like, look, we're gonna give you the ball and let you do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. He threw the pick. Okay. So I'm... like, I just gotta see it. But he hasn't put he hasn't put up good quarterback numbers since he's been in the league. He's just been in a situation where he keeps winning and winning and winning with that defense and Marshawn Lynch. Okay, I I I feel you on that. Um, couple things about that though. It's like what was going on before Russell Wilson got there. Was Marshawn Lynch there? Yeah, Marshawn was there. Marshawn was there. Pete Carroll was there. Was the defense good? The defense. The defense was not that good, though. I don't know what happened when Russell Wilson came. That defense came with him. I don't know. I, I can't really tell you about the whole coaching situation, but it was a defensive coordinator changing something. But the year Russell Wilson came is the year that defense turned up. Not saying they might not have the pieces before trying mm. to build up the, the, the play San Francisco and Arizona in that same division, but that defense didn't show up, bro, until Russell Wilson came into the picture. Okay, all right, I hear you. Peep this though. I went, I went ahead, I looked it up, and let's see. So you, you kind of right. It was around the same time because I was looking at their records, and you know they were going through some coaching changes. Them niggas went four and twelve, five and eleven. Seven and nine, first year with Carroll. Second year, seven and nine with Carroll. Now in that second year, which is what was that, 2011? Something like that. Yeah, defense was ranked seventh overall in the NFL. So the defense was mm-hmm. there the year before Russell Wilson got there, and they went seven and nine. Now, mind you, also in that same year. Their offense was ranked 28th. Go to the next year. Offense ranked 17th. And defense ranked 4. So, yeah, they well, got I mean, it. I'm not, but that's that's because Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Tavares Jackson. Yeah, but I just mean, look at that jump, though. I mean, but that's, that's and you then, said 28th, though, bro. Like, all you need is an improvement. Like, the Falcons' defense... Last year was like 29th to 30th or something like that. And all we need to do is a few things for us to jump up and be like 15, 16th. Yeah, but I don't they, feel like it's that hard of a jump when you at the bottom. Well, bro, not only did they jump 11 spots in offensive rank, they also won four more games and went to the playoffs. In what year? In Russell Wilson's first year. Remember they beat RG3 in the first round? Yeah, but I didn't know they went. They won that many games. I thought they were like nine and seven. Nah, bro, they went eleven and five. Russell Wilson rookie year. Okay. He he's not lost. He's I'm sorry. He's won at least eleven games every year since he's been the quarterback. They hadn't had that many wins since what? Two thousand. What is this? Five when they won thirteen and went to the Super Bowl. They ain't won that many games since. Russell Wilson then came in and he's flipped it. You know, and I heard people saying that Tannehill wasn't that much or he wasn't that far from being Russell Wilson. And I'm like, get out of here. You know, Tannehill. Like, who was that? Oh, I was listening to George Sedano, matter of fact. He was filling in for Dan Levitard and he was making the argument that Russell Wilson wasn't that much better than Ryan Tannehill. And I'm like, I mean, that's true. Like, and I've told you that. I've told mm, you that Ryan Tannehill has been that guy. I said, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, I give you that. You've been on the on on the Tannehill bandwagon, but come on, man. You really right. you think it's that close? Right. Oh, okay. Because you have to look at personnel. You have to look at if you I give go, go give Tannehill, Marshawn Lynch in that defense. I still don't think he'd be, do as good. Why? What? What? Why? Like Tannehill has has I mean, shown, bro, this like Tannehill has shown that he ha- that he can do it, bro. Russell Wilson has not shown that. This is my team. Give me the ball. What? I'm when when has happen. Tannehill showed that he could absolutely do it? Like he he showed flashes, but when it when you were 100 percent sold on him, I don't remember that happening. On who? Um, Tannehill. Yeah. 
I've been a hundred percent on Tannehill. Well, what was like? Was there a defining moment when you said, "Okay, Tannehill got it"? I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the moment right now. I'm thinking it was a game against the Patriots, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, put what what um what game exactly it was. But it was not, a game. It was a I'm game against buying. the Patriots, though. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry, bro. I mean, come. I mean, bro, I get, when, when, I, how can you how can you buy in on a quarterback whose stat line is five fifteen and one hundred ten yards? Okay, all right, bro. He's I, a modern I, day Brad Johnson to me. Wait, just I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to start with this because the dude was a wide receiver at Texas A and M, right? Was it Texas A and M or yeah? Okay. Got converted to a quarterback and went in the first round. In contrast, Russell Wilson played quarterback at two different colleges and had winning records at both of them. And then still got slept on and slipped to the third round and took the job damn near the first day of camp. Now, for one, the thing that happened to Ryan Tannehill would never, ever happen to a black player, ever. Because it's always the reverse. He usually is playing quarterback, and then they put him at wide receiver. You know, like, I think Matt Jones might be, like, the only white boy that's ever happened to, ever, of me watching football. Well, besides, like, some of these little dudes. But as far as, like, big, like, strong dude. That's the only one I can think of, but I don't I don't feel like Tannehill, as far as playing quarterback, is anywhere near Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is much closer to the top than Ryan Tannehill is. I don't think so, bro. And I think, and I you might be right because now you you really gonna see it because that wasn't his job. And the thing about Russell Wilson. Is he's not gonna make bad decisions? Before he's a modern day Brad Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Brad Johnson supposedly Ooh, took the, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Bruh, get out of here! Like I can't, I can't believe you just disrespected Russell Wilson like that. Bruh, Russell Wilson has not shown me that he can be a quarterback, even of Ben Roethlisberger's caliber, to take his team. All the way to the promised land, he and win the Super Bowl. Both of those Super Bowls weren't Russell Wilson Super Bowls. I mean, of course. I mean, man. and the world knows that. Of course. The, the, the first Super Bowl, Russell Wilson played like it seemed like he only played like ten minutes the whole Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's like they had Peyton Man on the field, and the defense was just dragging the shit out of them, bro. But, Russell Wilson had nothing to do with, with it. Okay, because right now he's he's gonna be Brady more than he's gonna be. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. I mean, well, I mean, shit, it's about the same. You know, early okay, on in no. or early in the career, the the team is running through the defense and the run game because they have advantages there and they gonna beat you with it. So right now, they don't want him to do that because it changes how they play. But now that he signed okay, the, he signed the contract, they gonna have to start playing different. And I felt like he can't do it. It's just, when you know, you look at his numbers sometimes, yeah, they don't throw the ball much because that's not what they want to do. And on top of that, he doesn't make those decisions. He doesn't throw those bad passes. He will throw that ball away with the quickness. You got to remember that. This dude is out there to make good decisions, and that's all he's focused on right now. I can understand that. But if you're only throwing the ball 15 times a game and only completing five passes, like, that's unacceptable. How is that unacceptable? That's all five you have fi- to do. Five for 15? So that's like saying Peyton Manning when I 30. That's not cool. Like, you can't do that. You can't, Peyton Manning can't go out there and, and throw 10 for 30 and everybody be like, so, all right. So, did they win that game? You said what? Did they win the game when he went five for 15? I don't even know. I just know I've seen the stat line. That's not the first or the only stat line I've seen like that. I've seen when he 100 yards a game. Like, bro, they be I, winning. 
they they stay winning, but it's not because of him. It's because he's going on there, he's snapping the ball and giving it to Marshawn Lynch, or he's going on there and he's throwing a five fifteen. Right. Like he, we're talking about, we're not talking about if you if you want to talk about a team, yes, the team is winning, but Russell Wilson is not taking the team to victory. It's not like we're going to snap the ball and this is Russell Wilson's team and it's going to be on Russell break them break make a break. Russell Wilson's going to win this game. It hasn't been like that. The team, yes, has been winning. The defense wins most of the games, and Marshawn Lynch is there to just milk the clock. And, and you're right. You, you're right about that. It, it's not all entirely because of Russell Wilson. But I will tell you this. What Russell Wilson is doing is winning them games. And that's the point that I'm that. trying to make. What he Russ, does, Russell Wilson is the, the, the most superb game manager. Period. That's it. Is that supposed to be a negative thing at all? You said what? Is that supposed? Is that a negative thing? Because like it usually comes as a pejorative when somebody throws game manager out there. So is is? I mean, I don't feel like it's a bad thing. But then when you look around the league and they put that game manager tag on another quarterback, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? They want to put that the game manager on um the game manager on Brian Hoyer. You know what I'm saying? They want to put game manager on, on Alex Smith. They want to put game manager on, on Mike Glenn in, in um, last year in Tampa Bay. But when you put them labels on those quarterbacks, oh, he's nothing but a game manager. All you can do is just manage the game. He's not throwing no touchdown. He just, he just makes sure he's just take care of the ball the game manager. It's a problem. But when you say it about Russell Wilson, that's what he's supposed to do. He's the, he's a he's just a game manager. Isn't that what he's supposed to do? He's the best. Well, I don't – Why? I, because he wants Super Bowls? Okay, well, you know that you know Super Bowls always wash away your sins. That's that's one thing we can always write true. But when it comes to being a game manager, the thing about that tag is is what you want. You know, you want somebody who is a great game manager. That's what everybody wants. It's just when that is your only. The only thing we can count on you to do is that that's when it becomes a problem and, you know, it gets turned in from playmaker to game manager because that's the only other level you can look at the quarterback. Is he a playmaker or is he a game manager? So we don't really have nothing that's like in between or below it. It's like because if you can't manage the game, then you can't start. You know, it's it's a big drop off. I said, when you can't manage the game, you don't start. And you know, that's a big drop off. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a lot of gray area with them terms. And I feel like, you know, calling Alex Smith a game manager is like, well, that's good. I'm glad he doesn't help lose the game. And when you talking Russell Wilson. He makes the plays. Like, when they need Russell Wilson to make a play, he going to make a play. For whatever reason, however they're designed with their offense, they just make sure that they minimize the risk. But if they needed Russell Wilson, they can count on Russell Wilson. I'm telling you. I see it all the time. I'm talking like post-snap and – I just I wanted to see him with some real weapons, you know. With the Jimmy Graham, I'm so curious to see what that offense is gonna look like. Cause play action gonna be a motherfucker down the field. Ooh, shit. Eight in the box, run some counter action, bootleg, Jimmy Graham. Ooh, boy, that shit gonna be a mess. But uh. I'm, I don't know, man. We we sit on two sides of the fence on, on Russell Wilson, man. I'm, I might be going too hard for the dude, but I just think when you can go three different places and you get a promotion the first day on your job at three different companies, I think it's something special about that. So I mean, saying who is competition with? Like, who was the competition at the first school? I mean, not playing in the league now. And then you got to look at Tavares Jackson. Well, at I the did. time, at the time, remember when he came in, they had just signed Matt Flynn to big money. You thought it was a slam man, dunk. Fuck Matt Flynn, man. <laughs> Matt Flynn ain't shit. Matt Flynn, 
Well, oh, of course, man, of no. course, we we know that we knew that we knew it then. But the thing <laughs> is, they did it. They gave him the money, and you usually don't get the third round quarterback overtaking the job from the dude that just got the money. But he came there, and when that is that is true, that is true. But at the same time, like the level of talent right there was just absurd. Like they, he got he basically got that Jeremy. Lewis treatment bro like did his thing and like okay he might it might be something in the water in green bay you know what i'm saying aaron Rodgers came emerged let's see if matt fling going guy but dude I, what i was gonna say is him being a third round quarterback do you think he's still being another team took a chance on him trying to make him a, a developmental player who can i get what i'm saying like say any team say if like don't throw a team out there say if like the, you know, saying the Saints draft him like, all right, we see a little, a little bit in him. Let him sit for like three, four years behind Drew Brees. Do you think he still would have came to camp and took Drew, Drew Brees' spot? I think he would have accepted it. You know, because of who, it? Russell Wilson. If he, if for whatever reason the Saints decided to draft Russell Wilson, he would have been fine doing it. But I think it would have been very apparent. Of what Russell Wilson was, and I think the Drew Brees era would have came to an end a little bit faster than it would have, and that's probably why he didn't get drafted here because they was like, "Nah, he's gonna want out." Because if he don't start sooner or later, he's gonna want to get traded, you know, or something like it. It would it wouldn't have worked. Something would have happened that because Brett. Everybody was saying like Russell Wilson has first round talent, but we just don't believe in his height. It was the stupidest argument I could ever think of. And you know, like Cleveland took Brandon Wheaton in the first round that year. You know, it's, that that gets glossed over a lot because Cleveland be butchering the draft every year. But yeah, like just look look at the type of things that goes down just because he wasn't that tall. But you repeatedly heard these analysts. I heard Bill Polian, uh, Mike Mayock, uh, what's the dude, Mel Kuyper, all of them. McShay, they was all raving about him. But they was like, oh, he's just a little short, so he just could fall. <sighs> Joke's on you. Still alive. And, uh, so what? <laughs> I was like, joke's on you, man, like, like on Kanye, man. Uh, but I, I I know what I see, bro. And when I see Russell Wilson, I see somebody who can ball at the position, and he's doing what he's supposed to do right now. And when they need him to do more, he'll do more. I got I, I got faith in dude, straight up. Well, well we're gonna we're gonna have to see about it. now. The judgment is out. He can make that step to be a real definition of a franchise quarterback. Like I. Feel like he's franchise quarterback, but I want to see him make those plays. He gonna make them. Trust me. Let's move on. Where you want to go next? You want to do the Bennett brothers? Cause I think we can get them out the way real quick. They was right. <laughs> they was all. The they was right. Both of them was right. And Michael was the funniest one oh, yeah. because we had the audio. The quarterback voice that he did, yeah, my knee, when he did that, that had me dying. But they was both right. A lot of this quarterback. They were exactly right. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else to say about it, but they were exactly right. But like, it, it's, it's scarcity. What are these mediocre quarterbacks running around getting paid? Guapo. Cash. And then getting treated. Since they're getting Tom Brady, and they're not. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible, man. I'm, I'm ooh, good grief. Now, real quick, let's let's go outside of sports and let's talk about something. I guess a little bit more upbeat, just to wrap it up. You seen the pictures of Serena and Drake? Yeah, I seen. What you think? Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, he's a Drake. <laughs> what you want me to say, man? He just went back to back on me, Miller ass, man. She wanted a little piece of that. <laughs> I mean, what you, 
I mean, it's nothing for me to really say. It's none of my business. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's Drake, it's Drake and Serena, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, next week's gonna be Drake and somebody else. I don't think so, man. Serena just don't fool with nobody like that. Like you said, what now? I said Serena just don't fool with nobody like that. You know. But see, the thing about Serena that people don't really realize is, if I'm a hundred percent correct. I think it was Serena, if I'm not being this. Serena was married to a white man anyway. Was she? I'm pretty sure you can quote me when I'm brought about to Google in a second. I'm pretty sure Serena was married to a white man anyway. So if you look at it like that, though, the people that you would think would be trying to get no. Serena or, or the circle of people that Serena would you know, be with is not the same, but Drake's like fits that mode. Like you don't see you don't see you don't see Serena being with any other rapper. But she was Drake. with Common. You said what? She was with Common. My point exactly. Good, thank you. My point exactly. She was with a Common. Like she wasn't with a, a Ti. And then you could put Drake in that Common role. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like I, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard for people to see Drake and um, Serena together. Why? But if you really know, if if you really know Serena, like Drake's that Drake's that type of person for her. Yeah, really, pre- really, 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 more people just don't see why she's with Drake type shit. What do you mean? Like, I mean, bro, she they both on that level, you know? Like Drake is, uh, he's. He, like a list when it comes to rap, you know, and not just rap, but just music. Period. He's a list all the way through and through. You know, like ambassador, you know, global ambassador of the Toronto Raptors, and you know anything that goes on in Canada. You know, it's all about Drake. Like he is big. Like he is internationally big, and he fits the mold that Serena needs to be fooling with you know common is in there too because you know he do the movies in the whole night so it's definitely something and like you know you knew it was something when drake was in the the family section and this is not the first time you know you you go back i remember the rumors last time it was like 2011 somewhere around there they they were supposedly kicking it, you know, playing tennis together, talking about they was just cool and whatnot. Like, you know, it's, I mean, I ain't mad at him, and I hope it's for real because it's a real change of pace to see somebody like Drake at that level dealing with somebody who has worked hard and is really talented and is really successful. You know, unlike, you know, Kanye, Tiger, Young Jock, uh, you know, everybody on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, these dudes out here just like wifing up all type of chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't have no type of talent. Just came up through the strip club one way or another just like you know like dude like yeezy like you kanye but that's another story you know and also tiger you and you know dealing with some chick while she was damn 16 bro come on yeah and everybody okay with it just it just just letting it rock but you see like we ain't fooling with him no more. When last time you heard Tiger on the radio without Chris Brown? You know, it's getting to that point now. He he playing himself out, and then the whole like you know transvestite thing with with the dick pic. Now you re- you really getting exposed, bro. Yeah, Hollywood life getting to your ass. You running in them in them I circles. Mean. You going in them rooms you ain't supposed to be going into, and you just falling in. Uh huh. Yeah. Let me watch the tiger. Watch that nigga, bro. Gotta know that. 
you gotta watch that nigga. <laughs> For real, man. But man, I, I I really do hope that it's a thing, man. Cause I mean, that's a that's a legit like power couple. You know, that's uh, you know, it might not quite be you know Jay Z and Beyonce, but you know they. That's like that could be like the start of another like royal unit in the black community because we lack those. You know, we got like Jay Z, Beyonce, uh, Barack and Michelle, and Will and Jada. You know, like I don't even know who else it is after that. Ain't too much. Ain't yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right now we living through Stevie J and Jocelyn, and uh. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's just not the same right now. So, bro, if they was to really like make it happen, I'd be glad. I I really that'll really put a smile on my face. Like two real successful, driven people. You know that I I feel like that's a good match, man. I, I shout out to Drizzy though. You know you did your thing on that back to back. I still play that shit back to back. I don't know. Did, did we talk about that? With the whole meeting, Mel and Drake. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think we did, I don't think we ever chopped up. I mean, I did a whole podcast on it. I'm sorry you couldn't be there, but back to back came out like the day after I dropped the podcast. That was the ether right there in like 2015. It wasn't ether, but for this battle, it was. And just the way that nigga said. Shout out to all my boss bitches, wife and niggas. It wasn't what he said, it's how he said it. So, do you feel like the Meek Mill diss was as weak as everybody said it was? Because, I mean, you got that different perspective. You rap yourself. So, how do you feel about it? I feel like the diss wasn't as weak as people made it. I turned it out to be. I feel like it, it just wasn't what people were expecting. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't because, like, mm-hmm. like I said before, Drake came out and, and long story short, destroyed and embarrassed you. You know what I'm saying? He had a roasting <laughs> session on the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Drake was like sitting in front of you on a 106 in, in Park stage and just battled the shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you didn't come back like that. It's like you try to come back and tell everybody the truth. You know what I'm saying? Thinking the truth like set you free or everybody great. But like people like all about the truth is in the rap game right now because they're not telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? And people know and it's to the point now people know rap is like wrestling. You know what I'm saying? People, people just want to hear a good good song, good beat, maybe a good story. So you coming back like Gangster, like you was part of the whole Nas and Jay Z beef to take over the ether, or you trying to be like Ice Cube with no Vaseline, didn't really appeal to this battle right here mm-hmm. at all. Like he had to come in and, like, long story short, bro, he just had to roast Drake. You know what I'm saying? He just had to, he, he should have had Kevin Hart ghostwriting for him. Like, for real, bro. Like, <laughs> like he needed, he needed some comedy relief to people be like, okay. Cool, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, all right, yeah, funny. Ha, 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 ha. Right. Oh, yeah, who the hell was Quentin run through the six with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, cool. But it wasn't like that. It was like, fuck your sister, hit your brother up. Like, what? Like, bro, this is not, you're not going against that type of dude. First off, like, everybody knows Drake is not gangster. So you right. coming gangster is like, come on, bro, why are you trying to bully this nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like, come on, bro, you can't do that versus Drake. At all, and as you see, you got your head not clean off. And at for, first and foremost, why go at Drake's head? You know what I'm saying? The the one of the first things in I, I ain't gonna say one of the first thing, but if you ever read the Four Day Laws of Power, never go at an enemy bigger than you directly. Uh-huh. I don't know who the hell Meek Mill thought he was. I don't know. He he, he probably tasted Nikki one too many times uh. and thought he was just that guy and felt like he was on the level, on the platform to address Drake like that. And not only address Drake like that, 
but address him on social media. So which is already like you blasting him out. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Come on, like, come on, bro. Like, you're not even in that position to really take on too many rappers in the game right now. Mm. Like, you yourself don't really hold your own in this rap game just yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you're signed to MMG under Rick Ross. And, like, the guy Daylight said, you talking about some, you can't stand fake niggas. You can't fuck with fake niggas. You can't fuck with Drake because he's fake. But you signed to the fakest rapper in the game right now. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, again, I'm, I'm confused on where, that came, where all that was coming from. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, bro, like, you go on your first album, your second <coughs> album, and your albums is flooded with features, and your features are flooded with your hits. So, like, what's, what's really going on, bro? Like, the only hit that you had that I could think of without a feature was your intro. Yeah. And I go back and look on your Instagram, and, like, you always posting the intro when you're in the club, and they still bobbing to the intro. You know what I'm saying? I heard you on the Breakfast Club talking about some the intro still going hard. Like, you still riding off the intro. Right. Like, come on. Like, you have one good I can't say one good song. The second album was all right. But you have one song really spinning right now, and you have one verse on it. You got a point there. You like, got a you have a very valid point there. He, like he, you're not that guy just yet, bro. Like at all. Like I don't understand. Like what made you think you was that guy? Right. And I already said, bro. Dude only got one style, and that exactly. that hurts him. Exactly, bro. And I was telling my girl about that. I'm like, I, I can't listen to him because no matter what, it's like he's screaming at me. Always. You know what I'm like maybe maybe he's not, but he just feel like it. <laughs> yeah, it just feel like he. This guy is just screaming at me. Like it's so many songs that he's done, and I'm like, man, it's, it's just as such and such as on this song with the same, with the same everything. You know what I'm saying? Just if, if somebody else got on this song and did something differently, it would have sounded totally different, totally yeah. better. You know what I'm saying? He had that one song where he was um talking about how his dad died and and. Uh, all this other stuff on his first album, bro. But I'm like, bro, you don't even sound sad, bro. You're like, you sound like you geek, bro. Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't feel, I don't feel no pain. I understand your story, but I don't feel the pain of your story. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like it's not like you about to cry in the booth right now or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just screaming at me, dog. Uh, it, it's, it's not looking that, good for me, man. No, I mean, it's, this. <clears throat> Personally, bro, like, can it's he recover? Over, no, I don't. I don't think the, the recovery stage is it's it's over with, bro. Not even with the power of MMG, bro. No, no, because even with the power of MMG, Meek Mill still still couldn't bring Jeezy to Philly. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing people don't realize too. Like Jeezy wouldn't go to Philly. When after uh, Meek Mill signed with MMG, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying he wouldn't go like he was scared type shit like that. I'm just saying like that whole Jeezy presence was not really felt in Philadelphia after Meek Mill signed with MMG, and people in Philadelphia love Jeezy. Oh but yeah, you, bro. He, but, I mean, he a trap hero. Yeah, but if you was that worldwide guy, if you was that presence, you know what I'm saying? If you had that aura. It, it could have still been business with Jeezy, even though you would meet me. I mean, even though you sound with MMG. You know what I'm saying? You see that all the time. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to see another Rick Ross and Drake track. Oh, that's that's definitely going to happen. That, I mean, you know it'll probably saying? be on a DJ Khaled album. You, you know? know what I'm saying? Like, real like real talk, bro. So, like, you just, you really just not that guy. And I don't think the recovery, like, the thing is, you don't have nothing to recover from. You don't mm-hmm. know. You, it's not like you can come to these folks and be like, hey, man, y'all remember I can do this shit. No, bro. Like, you was mediocre. To me, anyway, at best, yeah. you was mediocre. I give yeah. you a seven. So, you trying to come back and show folks that you a seven still, it's like, bro, no. I don't want to see your seven ass no more. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you got a, a pointed point, you know. It's... Just like you know, like you said, like what he really brings to the table in the first place, and then it's like getting embarrassed on top of that. 
really ain't doing you no favors, you know. None. You know what I'm saying? Like Nas really took it to Jay. Straight up. Like you can't like super ugly, whatever. That ether is the end of it. But Jay Z was, you know, Teflon because he had the rock and the brand was just that strong. Yeah. Like that it was a legitimate like it was a legitimate beef. Like Yes. They had real beef. Like this was like Meek Mill stirring the pot that didn't need to get stirred. I think that might just be a sign we need to go ahead and uh and just end it right here, man. We <laughs> We're struggling today. <laughs> yeah, man. This has just been one of those days, bro. Good grief. But, uh, all right, man. Just tell the folks where to find you, man. We're going to get up out here. Y'all already know what it is. Your butt easy. You know what I'm saying? E A Z Y S. Life. On everything Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. Just type in those letters right there. You're going to find me. You can Google me. Grind Mode Entertainment. We're going all the way in. <coughs> All right. If you want to get at the show, you can email us, uh, cl at the rundown.com. Get at me at cl, the main event on Twitter. Follow the show at the rundown south on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the above. Get in contact with us. Let you know, let us know what you think. I need to know because I feel like this is going to be the most A Town show ever when it get done. So, uh, we out here. Peace.